Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Thank you for joining us this week. We have a great episode for you. I have a lot of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Have some life updates for you, some other things I want to chit chat about. Um, Well, actually, first exciting thing, the most exciting thing out of all the exciting things I'm about to tell you is that I just ordered a new vacuum cleaner and I know I'm old because how excited I am. I haven't been so excited in years. I swear to God, I ordered this, um, I forget the exact name of it, but it's a shark vacuum and it's for pets. It's for like special uh, pet hair has a special nozzle and anything that has a special nozzle. I feel like it is luxurious. And I'm, and I ordered it today, which is labor day. So I got 20% off and girly I'm 87 years old because I squirted when I found out that I had a damn coupon for the vacuum that I want. That was the most excitement I could possibly take. So you guys probably missed the sale. I wish that I could let you know about it today, but hey, you snooze, you lose. You guys are going to have to pay retail and that's something I never do. So that's very, very exciting. I also have exciting news about mine and Jesse May's podcast, Girl Pod, G-Y-R-L Pod. It's exclusive on Patreon. The first episode is out. You guys can go ahead and check that out. Um, it's Patreon only, so it's not here on iTunes or Spotify or whatever you guys are. Um, I don't know which one you tune in on, but so we're excited about that. And boom, 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 drum roll, please. I can finally talk about this um, stand-up show that I'm doing next week. I'm really, really excited about it. I am almost like kind of, I mean, I'm just kind of in shock about it. But if you're on the Patreon, you know this already because I talked about it on uh, this week's episode. But I'm doing the um, it's a memorial show. It's a 9-11 20 year anniversary show at Madison Square Garden here in New York City. And the lineup is just insane. The lineup is insane. Um, Pete Davidson and Jon Stewart are putting it together. And that was obviously the reason because I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to go on this show with all these really, I mean, insanely, insanely famous people. Um, But Pete had called me about a month ago and was like, are you busy September 12th? And I'm like, I don't know. It's it's literally in a month. And he was like, do you want to do this show, like open this show? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Thinking it's going to be at the freaking Chuckle Hut. Okay, I thought it was going to be at the Ha Ha House somewhere in bumfuck America. But he was like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, it's at Madison Square Garden. I'm like, "Okay, cool. So I literally dry heaved over my toilet bowl when when I got off the phone with him. But I'm excited about it. The lineup is insane. Obviously, Pete's on it. I said John Stewart, Dave Chappelle, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, um, Ronnie Chang. I think Michael Che. There's a few other people that have been added that aren't on like the official flyer for it. I'm one of those people that was just kind of like uh, after they had announced it, they were still working on booking people for it. But it's going to be a great show and I'm excited about it. So a week from today week from Sunday today, I will be out there doing my little thing, shaking my little thing out there. I'm only doing five minutes, which is good. Um, and I'm kind of freaking out about it because it's not, it's not just doing such a big space. Obviously I have never done a show this big before, and I likely never will again. Um, but it's not just that it's not just doing the time. It's the way that the, uh, you know, the space itself is set up. I don't know if you've ever been to like a stadium like that, where the, the um, middle of it is the stage. So it's like a circle stage. So you're not just doing stand up or performing and facing a crowd. You kind of have to bop around, do a little ring around the rosy, which I am not familiar with. I don't know how to do it. I simply don't know how to do it. Um, But I guess I'll figure it out, you know, when we get there which is really exciting, but I wanted to um, share that with you guys. I'm really excited about it. And um, yeah, that's all the, that's all the updates. I got my vacuum and that was in order, by the way, in order of significance, the vacuum comes number one. And, and if they don't freaking deliver it soon, there's going to be hell to pay over there at shark. 
there really is going to be hell to pay. But um, like I said, I got a lot of emails from you guys that are just, you guys are so stinking funny. I, I skimmed through them and I read some of them, but we're going to read some and, uh, you know, about the embarrassing, embarrassing stuff. And, um, and yeah, then we'll, we'll get into your questions. So let's see. This one says things that embarrass me and multiple towels is not enough anymore. FMK included. Oh my God. Okay. So this is a double duty one. Hey, Carly and the Royal kittens love the show. Kiss you right on the mouth. Let's get into it. We need to discuss listening to the most recent episode and trying to survive my work day. Thank you for your service. My roommates literally look at me cackling all day like I'm a crazy person. And you just asked about things that embarrass us. Below are the first things that came to mind. Number one, when other people can hear me pee. Oh, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. I for real don't even care if they hear a little plop from a number two, but if I'm in a public restroom, nothing is more embarrassing than when I let the stream go and people are outside the stall, just stop talking. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, girly. I do not agree with this. I would a million times rather someone hear me pee than poo. Are you insane? How possibly is peeing more embarrassing than pooping? I don't understand. Make it make sense. Like to me, I, I don't even care if I'm, if I'm in a public restroom and somebody hears me pee, I don't care. Listen, we're in, we're in public. We're out in the wild. There's nothing I could do about that. And, and I don't care if you hear me pee, but if I'm at someone's house, like if I'm at a guy's house, if I'm at my friend's house, I'll run the sink. I don't really want you hearing me pee, but I definitely would always prefer that over number two, but Hey, I respect you. The next one is getting somewhere early. I feel like it shows my trauma of never being invited places in middle school and looking over eager to join in on the fun. I would rather be five minutes late than the one who shows up first. Being late also makes me feel rude. But honestly, at this point, I think I maybe would rather be a little rude than a little embarrassed. Not sure actually the best way to go with that. I will literally sit in my car and walk an extra couple blocks just to be quote unquote fashionably late. See, now I hear you on this too. I'm notorious for being like very early. And I think it depends on what it is. Like if I have a show, I'll usually show up an hour early um, for my spot, which I know is silly, but living in a city, you kind of have to take into consideration traffic and I never want to be late. And I don't want the club to be thinking that I'm late um, and kind of scrambling last minute. I think I've just been late to important things before. And it's just, there's no worse feeling. But with other stuff, see, here's why it's embarrassing to go meet up with people. Like, say you're going to someone's apartment, they're having a little dinner party or whatever part you're going to a party or something like that. You showing up on time, you're probably going to be the first one there. If you're like the minute the party starts, you're probably going to be the first one there. There's going to be like two other people there. So to me, that's embarrassing because then to me, that becomes my party. I become the hostess of that party. And I just want to be, I just want to be a party goer. I don't want to like chill with this one person, like the person whose party it is and their cousin that just set up the freaking party. Um, so I hear you on that. I usually won't show up to stuff that, that it doesn't matter. I'll show up a little bit late. I will. If it's a dinner, nothing grinds my gears more than when you have a dinner reservation and, and the people you're meeting up with don't show up on time. Cause I have friends that do that. They'll text me like when I'm already there, like, Oh, I'm, I'm leaving now. It's like, bitch, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat when I'm going to eat. And that's the rule. That's my freaking rule. Because if I'm going out to dinner, I I've been waiting for this all damn day. Okay. I ate a freaking carrot for lunch and I had a, a sip of air for breakfast. So let me go out and, and I'm at least having three bread baskets before you arrive. At least I'm going to be full. I'm going to be full when you arrive. So she says after that, now for a quick pivot, I need, I feel we need to add stipulations to the bath mat slash multiple towel rule. Okay. I'm all ears. I do my best. Uh, I'm sorry. I do my best. I'm trying to check those boxes, but I swear to God, if I'm not finding a man that could build me a whole ass house. I'm finding a man who still has the same target bath mat from his college dorm. And then I'm like, sir, can you please get me a towel after 
you know, and I go back into the bedroom later and this man has put the same towel. No, no, no. She says, I go back into, I go back into the bathroom later and this man has put the same towel up to dry. Okay. To dry hands with no having multiple towels doesn't count if he only has one at the time. Yeah. No, a hundred percent girl. And just rotates weekly. What are your thoughts on this? I know my standards are rock bottom, but I would like to just come up with maybe a pebble. <laughs> Love you much. And thank you for reading this email. Fuck, Mary kill below. Okay. And then she gives a fuck, Mary kill. No, a hundred percent girl. It's not just, it's not just multiple towels that are in rotation. It is multiple towels at a time. There needs to be three towels available to me at any given moment of me being in your home. Okay. At any given moment. Why? Because we're adults because we're adults. And I don't think that's too much to ask. And if you, and if you do laundry once a week and you rotate your towels out, then you're, you're going to need six towels. You're going to at least need, here's how many towels you're going to at least need. You're going to at least need five. Okay, that way a couple can be in the laundry in and out, and then you have a couple days you can rehang and reuse the fresh ones, right? But hell no, that is not happening, girl. Not, no, couldn't be me. Could not be me. You're 100% right where it's just like, there needs to be, there needs to be a boundary here. All right, the next thing, the most, she says, the most embarrassing thing for no reason, this is a different email. Carly, clapping. Why is clapping so embarrassing? Do you feel embarrassed when people clap for you? Clapping at a performance isn't that bad, but clapping at a staff meeting, please don't make me. Anyway, I love you. Bye. I could not agree with this more. The, clapping is so embarrassing. You know, people who clap on the airplane, what is that about? I like don't I don't understand why we, there's very, very few instances where, oh my God, wait, something else just occurred to me. That is so embarrassing to me. Oh my God. I think this might be the most embarrassing thing in the entire world. Singing happy birthday to someone or even worse, having people sing happy birthday to you because am I seven years old? Does any adult enjoy that? Because here's the thing. If, oh no, no, I'm thinking about it now. If so, if, if it's your birthday, that'll ruin my whole damn birthday. Okay. If it's your birthday and people are singing happy birthday to you, you have to just sit there the whole song and just look around because if you sing to yourself, that's even worse. When you, when, if I'm singing happy birthday along with everybody else singing happy birthday and I say happy birthday to Carly, <laughs> no, that's where I draw the line. I don't want, this is why I never want to see anybody on my birthday. I'm like, no, because the birthday song is a little too much for me. Who the fuck decided we were going to still do that as adults? And I'm sure a couple of you freaks probably like it, you freaking psychos. You're going to email me like, I enjoy this. This is the highlight of my year because you guys are a bunch of freaking serial killers. Okay, let's get into this next one. She says, first of all, I love you. Second of all, my list of embarrassing experiences would fulfill a heavy duty novel series like a Harry Potter series, which I love those books. So please don't judge me. Number one, driving into a car wash or a shop on those damn tracks. I feel like I forget how to drive once I turn my car off without putting it in park. Oh, God. Number two, parking when people are watching. If you think I'm going to parallel park in front of literally one person, you're out of your goddamn mind. I would rather drive back home and take an Uber and get back in the, <laughs> and get back an hour late and destroy my car than destroy my car in front of an audience. And if I back into a space, fuck no. Um, Facebook memories from 10 years ago. No likes, no comments, just me being a psycho and posting shit that nobody cared about. Seeing people from high school that saw me act like a total idiot over a horrible, manipulative dickhead ex, especially when I see the girls I freaked out on when he was the one that cheated on me with them. Mortifying. Uh, this is a good list, girl. Um, number five, the fact that I dated a dickhead for six years. Oh, God. 
uh, this is just me intervening before I even finish this one. I swear, like I think about the people that I used to date and I really do get embarrassed. I really, some of them, not all of them, some of them I'm like, oh, okay. But the other ones, I swear to God, I see them in public. I'm like, oh boy, what the hell? And my friends say that shit too. They were like, girl, what were you thinking? I'm like, why did nobody mention that to me? Nobody thought it would have been a good idea to be like, hey girl, your boyfriend's, your boyfriend's the worst. He's a clown. (laughs) Okay, let me finish her thought. I made all the same excuses, um, the same excuses that the girl from the last episode emailed you about, and your advice was dead on. This guy will just get more and more dangerous. I'm now eight years out of the bullshit and happily married to my future baby daddy. Oh, well, congrats. I'm glad you got out of that whole mess, girl. See, we have laps of judgment sometimes. And, and then we can't control it. If we're being manipulated and there's abuse involved, it's just really a nightmare. It's not your fault. Um, number six, trying to count change or do basic math in front of people. See, this I'm not really embarrassed by because I just, I own it. Like if it's ever time, like if I'm at a hair salon or something like, or any, any instance where you need to tip like at the desk, you know, I asked the receptionist, I go, I literally have no idea what to give. Can you please do the math for me? And they say yes. And they do it. I used to be a receptionist and people would always ask me what to tip. I was like, follow your heart. You know, like I, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I can't do the math on your service. I should never have had that job. Um, and then she said, number seven, I told a girl that I can't stand being stuck with personalized wedding favors, like koozies. Is it koozies or cozies? I think it's cozies and shot glasses, fully forgetting that she gave, um, cozies at her wedding that I was at. Those are the big ones. Here's a, would you rather, would you rather be four, four or seven, seven? (laughs) Um, Four, four, seven, seven. Um, geez, four, four, seven, seven. I feel like four, four to me. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel like four, four would be at least a little more common than seven, seven. I've never seen a seven, seven person, but I've seen people that are four, four. So I think that you would, you would stand out probably both ways, but Hey, four, four is only a foot shorter than me. Cause I'm five, four, seven, seven is like three of me. Well, that's not the right math, but you get the deal. But the, yeah, seven, seven is <laughs> wait, seven, seven is definitely not three of me, but it feels like three of me, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I mean, all of those things are, I, I love, thinking of things that are embarrassing. I just absolutely love it. All right, let's get into these other emails too. And if, and if a couple of those other ones are in there in between, we'll read those as well. Okay. This one says, oh wait, you know what? There was another one that I saw. Okay. Yeah. Previous email update and an embarrassing FMK included. Hello, dearest Carly, Stanley, and Robert. I know you look, love a good update. I do girl. So I wrote back in January um, because I was going on my first date in seven years. I sent an update afterwards saying the date went great. He bought me a plant. We banged, etc. Do you want to know what's so crazy? I thought about this email um, a few weeks ago. I had thought about, oh, I wonder what ended up happening to them because I remember you really, really liked them. You went on a great date and I was getting ready for a date and I remember the first email you had sent, I told you what to wear. And then the second email you sent, you wore the exact opposite of what I said. And, and, and I was getting, I was getting ready for a date and I don't know why that just cracked me up, but Hey, you, you do what you're comfortable with. But anywho, here we go with this email. You know, what's coming. Why are men here are a list of just some of the red flags in semi-chronological order that caused the relationship to ultimately fall apart. Number one, shortly after one of the first times we hung out, I've mentioned I always wanted dreadlocks. He said, no, he loved my current hair, long, super curly. Well, tell me how 
The next time we hung out, this man had dreadlocks. He previously had a long faux hawk kind of thing. And honestly, the dreads didn't look bad, but super weird timing and gave me strange vibes from the get-go. Number two, he got upset because I posted a selfie with a donut and I had WAP by Cardi B uh, playing in the background. He thought that was quote unquote suggestive, even though we were not officially dating and I made it clear that I'm a badass bitch and I could do and post whatever I want. That is bizarre. He's mad at you because a song is suggestive, sir. Sir, get out of my face. That would have probably been it for me, but sometimes we give people too many chances. And then she says, number three, as we're laying in bed one night after a bang sesh, I was scrolling through my phone and he says, so do I need to be worried about all those Snapchats you don't open or... As in this man was looking at my notification bar on my phone when I swiped through it and thought it was suspicious that I didn't open the Snapchats. I explained that they were for my coworkers. I work at a veterinary hospital and I didn't think it was appropriate to open them at two o'clock in the morning while we were laying in bed together. So I opened them right in front of him to prove that um, he was wrong and move on to the next red flag. (laughs) Oh God, that is so bizarre to me. I've dated people and there's another, there's a few more after this, but just to intervene, I've dated people that just get a little too, why are you so paranoid about what's going on in my phone? Why are you so paranoid about it? Like, I'm not, I'm not showing you, I'm not showing you my messages. I'm not showing you anything. I'm a grown woman. If you don't trust me, then you definitely shouldn't be with me. That's for sure. Because I don't deserve to to have to explain myself when I do nothing wrong. Okay. She says, number four, we go to a bar one night near my work that I'll typically go to with my coworkers. The regular bartender was there drinking and hanging out. So I was walking back from the bathroom and I went over to him to say hi. Well, wouldn't you know, my man's got jealous. As soon as I got back to the seat, I could tell he was salty, barely talking, etc. I called him out on it. He gave me a sob story about a previous ex cheating. I explained that I'm allowed and I'm going to socialize with other people, particularly friends that I run into in public. And that I have never given him a reason to distrust me or question me. So don't drag your past baggage or insecurities into our relationship. So that was long and awful, but honestly, it's just a small handful of shit that went wrong. It was fun back to be back out in the dating world, but not with this guy the whole time, seven months total with two small breaks. I feel like seven months with two small breaks is too many breaks. You know? She says, I kept telling him I wasn't going to commit to boyfriend and girlfriend status because we kept running into these issues. Looking back, it was obvious that he clearly wasn't ready either, at least with me, because I'm not here to play games. So your girl is back on the market. And by market, you I mean Trader Joe's, because that's the only market and man that we need in our lives. Yes, retweet that. I love that. I love Trader Joe's. Uh, as always, thank you for making me laugh on Mondays and all the advice and funny stories that you share with your listeners. Uh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we love an update. We live for an update, girl. So thank you so much for that. I'm sorry it didn't work out, but hey, you get back out there. And sometimes, you know, if you haven't dated in a really long time, I almost feel like it's better to date someone that kind of sucks first, because if you met like the perfect right guy, you would probably be obsessed with him and wouldn't be able to play it cool. But now you're back in the pool. You're kind of swimming around a little bit. You got it. it. You got it. But until then, we go to Trader Joe's and we get the freaking hash browns because the hash browns at Trader Joe's are probably the most delicious things I've ever had in my life. They resemble a lot McDonald's. They resemble a lot McDonald's hashies. So that's my favorite thing. Um, okay, this next one says, can people grow or am I being naive? Hey, Carly and the lovely kitties. I love you and value your opinion so, so much. Okay, so I'll try and keep this as short as possible, but sorry in advance for the essay. I downloaded the dating apps in the beginning of 2020. The first guy I met up with from there was absolutely amazing. We have one of these connections where you just feel like you've known the person forever and it's super easy and fun talking to them. We went on several dates and he was such a gentleman, always paying for the dates and not letting me pay when I offered, even though I know he was barely working a part-time job at the time. I think on our fifth date, I felt ready to take things further. So we finally banged. A couple of days later, I asked where he was. I'm sorry. I asked where he saw this going and he told me, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. What about you? Okay. I hate that answer. 
I explained that I saw a relationship potential between us. And then he proceeded to say that he couldn't see himself in a serious relationship with me because one, he didn't, one, I didn't like talking about politics. We have the same beliefs, but I just hate talking about it because I always fight with my dad about it. So I would just rather not have those discussions. And two, we watched um, the second movie in the series to all the boys I've loved before together. And the main guy character still talks to his ex, who was actively a bitch to his new girlfriend. And I was making jokes about how shady I thought the situation was. And so he said that he still talks to his ex-girlfriend and he thought it would be an issue with us. Oh, boy, he was really reaching, huh? I explained how I literally was just referring to the movie's circumstances. Um, sorry, the movie's circumstances, and it's only an issue depending on those circumstances. Anyway, both of these reasons were, stu uh, were stuff that we talked about before and we banged, so I felt used knowing that he made his mind up before we did any of this stuff. After I gave him my explanations to his dumb reasons, I asked what he thought about it. And he said, quote unquote, I don't know. I didn't reply because what the fuck I was supposed to say that, but I was still hoping he would reach out again. He didn't between the, between then he replied a couple of my stories on Snapchat, but nothing to the extent of wanting to see me again. Flash forward to October, November, 2020, we rematched on Bumble. We catch up and I eventually call him out on the bullshit from before. He basically explains that he thought I was trying to pressure him into a relationship after only five dates. And he thought that I ghosted him. So that's why he never really reached out to hang out again, even though he supposedly wanted to. His explanation made it seem like it was all a big miscommunication. So I gave him a second chance. We go on a date again and everything is great. And at the end, we have a great makeout session. I end up giving him the good old suckeroo. Okay, we've never heard it said like that before, girly. And I and and I love new nomenclature for things. Okay, we keep talking a few days after, and then he gets shingles. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He gets what? <laughs> okay i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and i'm so sorry and if you have shingles i'm so sorry and i'm not <laughs> oh my god okay i'm not being disrespectful to people who have shingles <laughs> okay i'm just not but reading that this man got shingles really just threw me for a loop. And I'm so sorry. And I know that shingles is real, but it just very much is something that, you know, I was not expecting that him getting, of all things, him getting shingles. Like it's 1837. Whenever I, <laughs> whenever I picture like I see that the word shingles and like picture somebody having shingles. I literally picture somebody sitting in the dark because electricity wasn't invented when shingles, you know, first came about. Okay. But again, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry that I just laughed when you said he had shingles. I just was not expecting that. Okay. He had to go to the ER a few times too. I don't think he was lying because he described specific things that I don't think anything would, uh, that anyone would lie about. He said he wasn't on his phone much because of the bad headaches that he would get. So I gave him space to get through that. And we ended up never talking again. Okay. Well, that's giving him space. Um, I feel like, you know what, before I intervene again, let me just keep it going. A week or so later, I see that he posted on Snapchat that and he had also updated his dating profile since not talking to me. I decided to just move on because that made me feel used once again. Fast forward to July 2021 and he matches me on Hinge. I decided to message him back and see how he's going, see how he's doing. And eventually he explains that after the <laughs> after the shingles, I'm so sorry. After the shingles. Okay. After the shingles, he got 
COVID and it hit him bad and it was very depressing time for him. And that's why things ended. He apologized for not communicating with me and for making me feel used yet again. I totally forgot that when he ghosted me in October, November, he had updated his dating profile, AKA seemed to intentionally ghost me. So I gave him yet another chance. Girly. Okay. I'm just going to keep reading. I know I'm dumb and too forgiving. I decided to let him make plans to just see if he would put in the effort and we end up hanging out again and it's great. And he's a gentleman again, et cetera, et cetera. But then I remember that he had one, he had done that whole profile update because BS, I'm so sorry. This is like, this email is like, um, it's just loaded weird. Um, the whole profile update BS. So I slowly stopped replying after ignoring him for a week. He reached out on Snapchat and also texted me. He had previously said he's not the type to reach out if he feels like he's been ghosted. So the fact he did that made me feel like things maybe had changed. I know, I know I'm dumb as fuck. We ended up having a deep talk about what we're looking for and how I didn't trust him as much anymore. And he apologized and said all the right things. He said he was open to a relationship down the line, but didn't want to jump into anything right away. He said he always enjoys his time with me and he wanted to see where things would go. I don't know what to do. My brain is telling me not to trust him, but he's explained his previous actions as well as apologize. So my heart is like, go for it, girl. Part of me is like, nah, he's shown you that his actions that he's shitty. But the other part of me is like, people can grow and mature and I should give him a chance because all his explanations make sense. For maturity reference, we started talking when he was 24 and I was 23 and now he's 25 and I'm 24. Do I give him one last chance or am I being dumb? If I'm being dumb, how do I move on? Because he clearly has some type of hold on me uh, since I keep giving him so many chances. Okay. Here's the thing. You saying like, should I try it? You kind of already did try it. This would be your fourth time. Okay. I'm just going to keep it real with you. I would, I would not give this guy a chance. And the first reason why is because he has a terrible immune system. He gets sick seven times a month with diseases from the 1800s. Okay. This man has absolutely no immunity to anything. I think that he's so full of shit. I think that he's so full of shit. First of all, he gaslit you the first time around. When he said, oh, no, well, um, I don't want to date because I don't like talking politics. Motherfucker, are you running for for mayor? Why would we have to talk about politics? In what world would we have to run? Uh, Come on. So he's full of shit, girl. I I don't trust him. And also, oh, he was so sick with scurvy. What did he have? (laughs) What did he have? Scarlet fever? Whatever it was, he was so sick with this disease. He couldn't answer you, but he was updating his profile. And then you guys matched again. Like he was on his damn phone. I don't believe it. And I don't like that. He blamed it on you. Like, oh, well, I thought you ghosted me. Uh, No, you didn't. You truly didn't. And I'm going to tell you the reason why that's not true, even though I know it sounds legit and he's saying all the right things and blah, blah, blah. Everyone needs to understand that manipulative people say all the right things. That is their thing that they do. They say all the right things because they're a step ahead of you planning all of this shit out. They know what you want to hear and they're, they don't have the filter. They just go out and say it. You know, they don't have the filter that says, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't say this to her because this is a lie. You know, this is an exaggeration, whatever it is. Manipulative people are good at lying and they know exactly what you want to hear and they'll tell you. So never actions speak louder than words and his actions are terrible. You know what I'm saying? He gaslit you. He made you feel like you did stuff wrong. He kind of, he, he got into an argument with you about something about a fucking movie. Come on. If a guy wants to, he will. If a person, a girl, whoever wants to, they will period. That's just the bottom line. That's just the bottom line, my girly. And and we hate to see it, but he's just simply not worth it. This is not going to, I just don't see this ending well. 
I just don't. You deserve to be with somebody that you don't have to question, that you don't have to continuously have these, these types of conversations with, and that you don't even have to ask how he feels about you. You should just know. It should just be obvious. And that's it. And if, if I'm being honest, I've been in this situation, of course, time and time again, we all, we all go through it, right? I've been on your side of it. I've been on his side of it. You know, I haven't been, you know, I didn't have rickets or anything, but I've been on his side where maybe the person, you know, it's just not uh, equal. And I just kind of feel like you not answering him for the week that you didn't answer him is the reason why he started making a little bit more of an effort, um, you know, because everybody wants what they can't have. So I'm kind of just like, I want, I want to see you just going out with other people. Listen, you're going to do what you're going to do. If you want to continue to see him, I personally don't see there being many redeeming qualities. And again, you're going to have to take care of this guy. He's sick all the fucking time. Who gets what did he get? Scurvy? Who gets scurvy and COVID in the same month or some shit? This man, maybe he's from the, maybe he just got out of a time machine. <laughs> okay. Let's get into this next one. And, and everybody, you guys all know that I'm just looking out for you and I, and I'm, I'm saying things, um, you know, like I would say to my friends, because I'm looking at you guys, like you're my friends. And this is honestly what I would say to, to one of my girlies. Okay. Okay. This next one says, Hey, at least I got a free meal out of it. FMK included. Okay. Let's see. This one says, hey, Carly, big fan and fellow Long Island gal, live and breathe for the Hobby Lobby and Target in Comac. Oh, my God. The Target in Comac is really good. The, the Target in my hometown is really good. And but I will say. They, they shouldn't have put food in there because it was so much better when it was just all Target, you know, clothes and makeup and, and all the fun home goods shit. That I enjoy more. Why is there a grocery store inside the Target? I kind of hate it. I kind of hate it. It's taking up prime real estate. It's taking up prime square footage in a Target. I don't think it's necessary, especially because in that shopping center, there's a freaking Whole Foods or a whatever it is now. I think they turned it into a Whole Foods. When I was growing up, it was a King Cullen. And well, actually, before it was even King Cullen, it was wall, at Wallbaums. But anywho, yeah, I love that Target. She says... I'm single in my late 20s and dating more often and going on a lot of first dates, which leads me to my question about dating etiquette for when the check is placed on the table. Should I always offer to split the check and see what they say? Even if I was the one that recommends that we go out for food and drinks or not, like, ah, I'm so painfully awkward. I don't want to just sit there and be and have him be like, damn, this bitch is making me pay for the whole thing. But yes, honey, if you're a grown man, then you should pay. I just always freak out when the check comes and pretend to reach for my bag. Most of the time they'll say, don't worry, I got it. It doesn't matter to me regardless. I'll pay for myself and it wouldn't be a deal breaker. I like treating my man to dinner from time to time as well. I'm just curious on how you handle this situation. See, this is like the age old question and everyone, everyone has a different opinion on it. You know, the one and only Megan Otto, who we, you all know and love, she's been on this podcast several times. She always offers to pay on a first date. Um, to me, girl, it's a first date. Let the man pay. And it's and, and that's really what it is. It's the first one. It's the first one. Let him pay. That's how I feel about it. And if he thinks it's rude for that, that I would assume that, or I would, you know, prefer that. Listen, and when I'm with somebody after, you know, every few, like you're saying, you said in your email, I like treating my man to dinner from time to time as well. That's how I am. If we go out to dinner a few times, oh, I got it. I got it this time. Oh, whatever. Like, don't worry about it. You know, so everything should be even and fair. I do think that things need to be equal, but at the same time, it's a first date. I just, I don't 
Yeah. No, no, I don't care. No, I'm just being honest. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. Let somebody take care of you. You deserve it. And it's a first fucking date. It's not your fifth date. It's not your sixth date. It's a first date. And if you're going out to dinner, then then it's it's okay. You know, it's nice. It's a nice thing. And I don't think we should feel guilty for going out to, you know, for not paying on the first date. I just don't feel guilty about it. In fact, when the... (laughs) I'm going to tell you my move. I don't pretend to look through my bag. I sit, you know, we're sitting down. And when the check comes, I go, thank you so much. This was really good. Thank you. That's it. And hey, maybe I'm a little presumptuous. But hell no, it's just not, it's simply not happening. It doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with money too, because you guys know that like the man of my dreams is a plumber or a garbage man or something. I'm not saying like, I need a man to be taking me to expensive restaurants and dropping all this money. Like, no, just regular, a regular cute place. Nothing too crazy. I don't care if we go to a fucking diner, you know, but I don't feel it's right. I don't know. I just feel like, hey, man, it's it's a first date. It's a first date. It's that simple. Don't feel guilty. You deserve it, girl. Um, okay, this next one says, I'm not a psychic, but I am pretty darn intuitive. Love your sense of humor. Hey, Secret Keepers Club, your cat sons sound adorable. I would love to meet them sometime. Oh, I would love for you guys to meet my damn cats. Except Robert, Robert has not really met that many people that come into my house because he just runs under the, um, you know, he runs under the bed. Even when the cat sitter comes, he runs under the bed. The cat sitter is like, I do not, you know, if I've gone away and I have somebody come check in on them a couple times a day, um, the guy's like, I literally didn't see Robert. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty normal. Um, okay. So she says, let's get into it. I love your show. And it brings me to, to a chuckle. Every time that I listen, your sense of humor is sharp and adorable. I like your lightheartedness. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I believe that these things keep happening to you because you're in tune with the universe. You seem to listen, to pay attention to your surrounding. Um, good things keep coming your way. I love your take on the interactions you have. They make me laugh. I'm writing to you because I recently split from a two-year relationship was part open long distance slash monogamous non-long distance. We went to a couple's therapy and started seeing the therapist separately for individual things. He saw her before I did and insisted that I stop seeing her. Is this fair? For background, I don't have insurance in this area and she sees me for an especially low rate. We also share similar spiritual beliefs, which is rare in my area. Is my ex being selfish or fair? Love your show. Talk to you later. Um... I would keep seeing the therapist. It's really, really hard to find a therapist that you really vibe with. And it's really not his damn business if you're going and seeing the therapist. Like, that's that's too much. He does not have control over your life. He's not in your life anymore. Hey, if I bump into you in the waiting room, I'll blow you a kiss. But other than that, goodbye. You can't tell me what doctor I can go to. Fuck that. Sorry, I was I, I feel like I was just a little aggressive. But no. I would make more appointments with the therapist. I would tell the therapist, you better tell him. No, I'm kidding. I know that the therapist is probably like, oh my God, don't drag me into this. But I mean, that just simply wouldn't happen. If you like your therapist, you guys vibe well. She sees you for a low rate. You don't have insurance. I mean, these are all like, I mean, a hundred percent. I just wouldn't leave. I would say, oh, well, you're going to have to get over it. You didn't find, she's not a possession. You didn't find her first. Like she's a doctor in the area. It is what it is, buddy. And you can kiss my butt cheeks. And that's what I would freaking say. Okay. Let's see. 
This one says, don't trust forever 21 leggings. Hey, Carly, here's my favorite embarrassing story to share. So one day, a few years back, I was at the gym minding my own business. I got there, walked through the gym to the locker room and then the opposite end to the treadmills. I was doing my thing running and feeling exceptionally confident on this particular day. I had ran at least a mile already and a woman came up to me trying to show me her phone screen and I was a little confused. I looked closer and I saw that she had written, I don't want to embarrass you but you have a huge (laughs) but you have a huge rip in your pants my jaw dropped I said thank you so much and I pulled my shirt down to cover my butt and ran to the bathroom take a look at the photo oh my god you did not send me a photo of your butt crack take a look at the photo and see for yourself what I saw when I went (laughs) when I went into the bathroom I was mortified but you know what I tied my shirt around my waist and kept working out I still wonder how many people noticed it before this woman said something wait now I have to open the picture Ah! (laughs) no not your whole butt crack oh my god I love you for sending me this oh my god this is so (laughs) Oh my God, I'm crying. I'm crying. (laughs) Oh, you guys are great. You guys are freaking great. You make my day. I cannot handle that. Oh God. And yeah, Forever 21 leggings. I mean, even uh, I've never tried their like workout clothes or anything, but I'm sure in my day, I've had a few pairs of those Forever 21 leggings and it's like, you know, it's all the same shit. It's like that. Those leggings, you could probably see through them, you know? But, okay. This one says, just found out I'm pregnant and my wedding is in two weeks. Hey, Carly and your little babies. I just found out that I'm pregnant and my wedding is in two weeks. I'm still super early, four weeks and two days, and definitely not ready to share the news as I have miscarried in the past. How the F do I get around the drinking thing with people at the reception. My coworkers are relentless when it comes to this stuff and would try and force a shot down my throat and prove that I'm not pregnant. Um, we are telling our immediate family to include parents and siblings, but that's it. Second question. I have yet to tell my dad because his girlfriend is kind of a big mouth and I just don't trust that he wouldn't tell her and she would definitely tell others, but I feel like a piece of crap that I haven't told him. How do I handle this little situation? Uh, tell, him the day of and where of the wedding and have him swear to secrecy or just wait till after. I hope this wasn't long winded and I'd be so excited if you actually read this on the potty while I'm reading it, girly. Uh, love you girl. And all the secret keepers. I feel like I'm hanging with my sisters and brothers when I'm listening. XOXO kiss you right on the lips. Um, Okay. Well, first of all, double congratulations on your pregnancy and on your wedding. I first and foremost would not mention it to my dad until after, after the wedding, because if that, if, you know, if his, um, wife or girlfriend rather has a big mouth, then I don't want her flapping her freaking gums at my, on my special day. So I would just tell him the day after the wedding and just be like, Hey, by the way. And then if she says, I can't believe you didn't tell me, I would say, I can't believe you, you may, you know, you put me in this situation period. And it was my girl. It's your wedding. Don't feel guilty about this. It's your wedding. You need to do what you need to do. Now, when it comes to the drinking thing, if I were you, I would just carry around a champagne flute or some shit with maybe, Oh my God. You know what you could do? Get some type of a sparkling whatever. And the people that know in your family can keep refreshing your drink, but you don't even really have to drink the whole thing. Just walk around with the damn flute um, with sparkling something in it, maybe sparkling apple cider. Tis the season for that or something that looks like wine. You could definitely get, oh, what is that fancy sparkling drink that's like elder flowers? Um, or something like that. Um, but you could definitely find something that resembles alcohol and then you could just sip on, sip on that. Is that not the most brilliant? I'm sorry, but is that not the most brilliant idea you've ever heard? You guys, that just came to me. Like, I cannot believe I just thought of that. But if that's not an option, I would say just pretend to just be sipping and you're fine. 
you know, just pretend to like, oh, just sipping and don't actually, you know, swallow anything. Um, okay. This next one says things that embarrass me. Fuck, Mary kill included. Hi, Carly. Last week when you were talking about things that embarrassed you, I was on the floor laughing because I feel the same exact way. Just existing is humiliating. I thought of a few more good ones. Number one, spilling something. Oh, of course. Spilling something is so terrible. Uh, this may be my number one for me and dates back to always spilling my drink at my friend's house when I was a kid. Number two, opening a gift, even if it's your birthday. That is so true. Opening a gift is so embarrassing. Opening a gift is so embarrassing. Um, number three, checking out of a store. You know what I'm talking about, you little TJ Maxx girl walking down the aisle all the way down to get to the cashier while the people behind you watch you pick up 32 more items while walking down the line. 100% that is embarrassing. Getting a phone call, very embarrassing. I agree with that one too. Having to get up and, oh God, this freaking thing just popped up again on my damn I got it. I got it. Having to get up to go to the bathroom on an airplane or in a booth or restaurant at a movie theater. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, I could honestly go on forever. Like I'm embarrassed even sending this email and then she gives a fuck, Mary kill. I, we have a few fuck, Mary kills to get to, but no, 1000% all of these things are very embarrassing. And I don't know if I mentioned it the last episode, but I had on my list of things that I find embarrassing. I actually have, um, walking to the bathroom on an airplane because you're walking down a runway. Essentially you are doing a fashion show, but you're going to the bathroom and people think you're shitting. Nobody thinks you're peeing when they see you walk to the bathroom. They're like, wow, this girl's going to take a freaking dookie. And that is embarrassing. Um, okay. And then this next one, and then we'll do the fuck Mary kills. Hi, Carly and the sweet fur baby Stanley and Robert. I'm an OG listener. I cannot begin to explain to you how much your podcast improves my week. I'm an ICU nurse. Oh, well, thank you so much for, for what, all that you do uh, on the front lines of the panty. And I literally blast this bitch <laughs> and sad eat a bagel on my way home from some of the rough, roughest night shifts. Thank you so much for being a light in the darkest of times and creating such a fun space for people to listen to and relate to one another. Sorry for getting soggy, but I'm writing in because I need some advice. I do apologize for this novel. Oh, well, don't, don't worry about it. Uh, my boyfriend of almost a year. Now my ex-boyfriend got caught by my best friends through some mutual friends. We went to college with sending and receiving nudes from another girl behind my back. My best friend called to tell me, and I was devastated. And I did not go to work that night feeling super depressy and almost like a blurry Patrick star meme from SpongeBob. I immediately confronted him. And of course, the men will men. And he continued to lie to me and gaslight me saying things like, oh, this girl is so crazy. He lied to her about us being together, saying that we had broken up when we clearly haven't. And when she confronted him, he told her that her concerns were none of his business. Essentially, I did reach out to her on IG. Once I confronted him with the screenshotted evidence, he began to tell the truth. Based on what I saw, there were two nude nudie incidents and a lot more communication via snap. They did contact each other to meet up, but never followed through. I really felt like this was my person and outside of everything outside of this, everything was really damn good. This came out of left field. And I just feel intuitively like a garbage as a woman, because I've been cheated on by every man I've ever dated. And I think sometimes we internalize external factors that aren't necessarily our fault. Presently, I've been in contact with him still and still sleeping with him occasionally and seeing him because I feel like that was my homie, my best friend. He's been working on himself, but hasn't been respecting my space, time boundaries or my needs. And he would just like everything to return back to normal. Yeah, of course he would like everything to return back. You know what? Let me not start screaming. I appreciate the alone time in general, especially just being a nurse. We're tired. I often explain that that was that what was would never be and it was dead and it died when he lied because he seems to be becoming insecure which was never like him before i just feel like this is heading into a point of no return because he isn't able to grow outside of me being alone affects him it seems okay i feel like i'm moving on and enjoying alone time and the space a lot but he is just giving me enough 
he just isn't giving me enough room to grow. I'm looking for your thoughts and input here because I think I need a reality check because I can feel something that is becoming toxic and he might not have the potential to grow from his mistake slash frame of thought. Behaviorally, this man is kind of a thumb. <laughs> And I'm 25 and feel way too old for this shit. Being cheated on makes it hard to look past lying because I am so damn tired of being tried by men. Thank you for reading. Love you, girl. Hope to see you live soon. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, and I'm really sorry this happened to you. This sucks. Uh, what I'm going to say to you is 100% stop sleeping with him. I don't think he deserves that. I don't think he deserves because now, girl, you're giving him really the thing that he wants with absolutely no commitment. And I get that you're saying, well, he wants to get back together. It's really not about what he wants. He was already in the relationship and he fucked it up. So it's about you and, and it's about what you want and your boundaries and your needs. If it were me, I would, I would probably just cut off contact with him in general, because if you are having this kind of back and forth with him, um, you're not going to be able to grow in the way that you should be able to, and you're not going to really have the time that you need. So if it were me, I would just say, listen, I need time and I'll reach out to you when I'm ready. If that time ever comes and you can leave it open-ended and vague because sorry, that's just what I would, that, that's just what I would need, you know? Because then you're getting the factor of him constantly defending himself and, you know, putting things into your head that you start to go, oh, well, maybe it's really not that bad. Oh, well, they never even like, you know, whatever. You start to make up excuses because he's he's kind of in your ear about it. I don't I personally don't think I would get back together with him. I think that I would just call it um, because not only the fact that you found this stuff out. And he lied. It, it, it's not just what happened. It's that when you confronted him about it, he said that this girl's crazy and he lied to you about it. I always kind of feel like, don't make me go get the proof. If I ask you a fucking question, it's probably because I already know the answer. Okay. Don't make me go DM this girl and get the screenshots and go through all of this because you've already embarrassed me and now you're embarrassing me even more. So don't make me do it. That's what kind of bothers me about it. It's not only the fact that he made this mistake. It's the fact that when you confronted him about it, he just lied straight up to your face and made you go through a whole damn rigmarole. So... I would just be done, girl. There's better people. And I'm sorry that you feel like you have this, this ongoing theme of like guys that you date and stuff like that. You know, they, it has nothing to do with you. It's not your fault. We've all been there before where people cheat and people are doing shady shit and, and you deserve more than that. And, and you won't get more than that if you're still with this guy. You know, you have to give yourself the opportunity to find a better person. Instead of just going back and forth with this fucking guy, I, I mean, I'll be damned if I'm feeling bad for him. I'll be damned. Okay, we're going to get into these um, fuck Mary kills. Okay, the first one is a was from the email, uh, the first email that we read. This is an embarrassing fuck Mary kill. So it's number one is being chased by a bear in the woods. <laughs> number two, dropping something in front of Jennifer Aniston. And number three, sharding yourself when you, when you're meeting Michael B. Jordan. Um, when I met Michael B. Jordan, I got my period on a white couch and I, when I met him, I, my vagina started bleeding. So that was pretty embarrassing. I'm going to have to kill sharding in front of Michael B. Jordan, because to me, that's like a whole nother level of embarrassing. Um, and if I met him and I sharded, he would definitely know. Um, and then, okay, being chased by a bear in the woods or dropping something in front of Jennifer Aniston. I think that I would fuck being chased by a bear in the woods because nobody really sees that. Like, if we're talking embarrassing stuff here, like, nobody really sees that except for other type of wild animals. And I don't really care what they think about me because they really can't talk about me, you know? 
But dropping something in front of Jennifer Aniston, I mean, that's really embarrassing, but it's just not as embarrassing as sharding. So I'm going to fuck dropping something in front of Jennifer Aniston. Um, the next one is a drink. Fuck, Mary kill. Mojito, dirty martini, Aperol spritz. I'm marrying Aperol spritz. Okay. Of course I'm marrying Aperol spritz. Of course I'm marrying Aperol spritz. It is such a special summertime treat. And then I'm going to, I think I'm going to fuck a dirty martini and kill a mojito. Mojitos get me a little too crazy and drunk. So I'm going to have to kill that. And then a dirty martini. Listen, I'm a freak. I love olives. I love olive juice. Like give me a filthy martini. Give me just a glass of olive juice with a splash of vodka. Honestly, I, I don't even really need the vodka. Just give me the jar of olives instead of a martini. That's how much, that's how much olive I want in my martini. Um, yeah. And then I'm killing the mojito. And then the next one was beach pool or hot tub. Ooh. Okay. Love the, love all of these things. I'm going to go ahead and marry the beach because the beach is, uh, I love all of them, but to me, the beach is more relaxing. You have the sound of the ocean. You you're in the sand. I love to go collect seashells and find things like that. Um, in the sand. So I'm going to marry the beach. I would love to be at the beach every single day. And then um, I'm going to fuck the pool because the pool is really nice and refreshing. And I'm going to kill the hot tub. And, and don't get me wrong. I do like a hot tub, but I don't love it. I don't love it the same way. I mean, I love it, but I don't love it the same way that I love a beach or a pool. Like a hot tub is how often am I really going in one? You know, and at the end of the day, in what scenario is it necessary? I guess nighttime, you go in the hot tub if it's kind of cools down a little bit. But even so, it very much is taking a bath with people. And how long am I supposed to be sitting in that bathtub with all those people? Especially at a freaking hotel or some type of a spa or something. I'm sitting there looking at you like, where's the rubber ducky, sir? Because I don't know you. Why are you across from me in, in a bathtub? So I'm killing that. I'm killing that. I could go my whole life probably not, um, you know, really being in a hot tub. But anywho, you guys, I love you. And I hope you have a great week coming up. Nothing but the best for you. Be good to people. And I will see you guys soon. Bye.